we found people to come on board and work with us and to um, embrace kind of the vision and the goal of the company that has allowed you know, Ari and myself to really focus on other things. Welcome to the Big Time Podcast, where we have honest conversations with industry professionals who have advice that's right for you. On this edition of Big Time Podcast, we speak with Eva Freeberg, VP of Finance and Administration at GIS Consulting. She shares the story of how her husband and her built GIS into a thriving firm, including her insights on cultivating the best client relationships, how to leverage the advantages of being a small business, and developing the right team. Welcome. I'm Alexander, your host. Today, I am joined by my guest, Eva Freeberg, who's based in San Diego. She's the owner and director of finance and HR at Avari GIS Consulting. Welcome, Eva. Good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Excited now, you guys started, you and your husband started this firm in back in 2009. Officially, you got involved and was really helping lead this forward about nine years ago. Today, the team is 24 people, and you guys are focused, a lot of your customers are municipalities, utilities, environmental consulting companies. What I'm intrigued to hear though is the journey over since 2009. I know there's a lot that's happened and a lot specifically it sounds like in the last four to five years, but take me back of when, when you and your husband decided to start this, uh, mm -hmm. what was in your mind? Was, was, was it like, all right, time for something new. What was that <laughs> beginning like? Well, I have to give a lot of credit to my husband because he is a GIS um, professional and in his experience, in his career, he felt very much a bit trapped um, in, his, in the companies that he had worked for. He had all these ideas about how he wanted to take the technology further um, and would bring those ideas to his um, superiors and would be constantly shut down. So after a while, and you know, living with somebody who is unhappy in their job is very difficult. So when he came to me and said, like, look, I really want to, I think I can do something on my own, you know, it was scary. But at the same time, I was like, it's no fun living with somebody who's not happy at, in their career. So I was like, yes, let, let's do it. Let's give it a try. So um, so what happened was when our he, he started doing it kind of on the side, working still full time. And then when our daughter was born in 2012, he was able to take a good chunk of paternity leave. And this was the moment where he was like, okay, I'm gonna like 100% focus on Ivari GIS Consulting, which is a combination of our two names, by the way, Eva and Ari. So that's where that came from. Um, and, um, and see if it would work. And of course it was super, very scary for us as a family, a bit risky. We had a two-year-old at home, a newborn, of course, cause he's taking paternity leave. Um, and, you know, we didn't even know, like, could, would we be able to afford our own health insurance, you know, in all his jobs, all of those benefits that, that are provided to you, that kind of security you don't have when you're starting up a business. So um, after those two months, um, basically, I think he returned to work one day and pretty much put in his notice and, you know, we pulled the plug, so to speak. And that, that's kind of the origin story um, way back when. The two of you playing that team role to, to, to make it happen, obviously you can lead the, the, the charge, but there's so many 
other things that need to happen in a business to be able to grow. I appreciate hearing those steps that it took from toe in the water and then a couple of years later, three years later, you're diving boring and jumping all the way in. And then it sounds like it was about four or five years ago that um, that no, you said about nine years ago that you really started to get involved, but it's been the last four or five years that you've really seen a lot of growth. What was what was the, 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 the change then? What happened four or five years ago that allowed you and you started to be able to see this growth? You know, I think a lot of it is that we found people to come on board and work with us and to... Um, embrace kind of the vision and the goal of the company that has allowed, you know, Ari and myself to really focus on other things, you know, which is that growth, right? You know, focus on pursuing new opportunities. So, you know, it, t it takes kind of a while to really form your team, I think. And then once we, we started to have like really core solid employees, some of our oldest employees have been with us six, seven years. Um, so a, a good period of time over, you know, the last nine years have been with the same people. I mean, and that has really given us a foundation to just to 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 pursue the business development side. And that's what Ari was doing a lot um, of. And we've now within the last two years hired a leadership team. Um, so we have a now we have a director of business development. We have a director of operations. Um, and all the roles that I think, especially Ari, you know, he, he himself had probably was taking on three of those roles, you know, and I've always just done the finances, the HR, and as we grow, that role gets larger. Um, but um, this really, you know, frees us up. Working with government and municipalities and utilities, I imagine, has a lot of interesting uh, experiences and quirks. Are there any secrets that you've learned in working with government and municipalities that you can share of maybe can lessen some of the, the potential pain that could be experienced? Well, I would say, and this was really, I think, one of the strong strengths that I have brought, you know, which is that I'm not a GIS professional, but I'm incredibly organized and a bit of an A-type. And Working with big governments, with all that paperwork, with all the requirements, I would say don't be intimidated, right? Utilize like if if it, if you need to in order to like bid on a project, you see a stack of sixty pages that you have to complete an application to bid on this project. Don't be intimidated by it. Just because you might be a small company, it doesn't mean that you can't you can't get through you can't get through all the red tape you know it's it's challenging but you can do it and then the other thing is we've utilized very much to our advantage small business certification programs um, most cities have them i mean that's been key for us right so if you can get a small business certification with local agencies that gives you a leg up at in or in a like gives you some more points when you're bidding on projects because they want to advocate for those small businesses and there are a lot of programs out there that help elevate and make and get small businesses noticed. Customer funded and, and bootstrapped is is sometimes can can work just fine yeah, but has its own structure. Now you paint a picture though that 
you find these people in college, it works out great, every hire is perfect, it's smooth sailing all the way. Well, not exactly, but... <laughs> well, tell me, like, tell me understand, what, what were some lessons learned that you can share? Well, I think that when you have a startup, when you have this kind of like startup mindset, when you're growing a business, you know, Josh and Tim and Carl, a little bit, they're, I don't want to say they're the outliers, but they, I mean, we, we've had a lot of employees that, that couldn't really handle this, the startup, the, what, what we were doing, because in early on when when you have so few employees everybody's doing everything you know I, I you know we had what you know i think the first office we ever had was uh one room with no windows you know not everyone can not everyone not everyone has that grit in them right so so we've had employees come or you know i'll give an example we had one employee start in the room with no windows right you know he knew what he was getting into a little bit but you know the idea the idea the idea that was portrayed to him is like you know we are building this together right and we can pretty much do whatever we want to do like this is you know we want your input and we want to do this together um you know and he he ended up you know, leaving. And one of his complaints was like, well, you guys don't even have a printer. And Ari and I looked at each other and we're like, so let's buy a printer. Like, you know, like, like, I mean, I guess my point is that like, when you're that, when the company is that raw, you know, everything has to be made. And if you don't have, you know, if you can't roll up your sleeves a little bit and do a little elbow grease to help out, you know, it may not be the right fit for you. As, as you mentioned, as you, you start to grow, then yes, you work as a team, but you also have these groups, these smaller teams within within there that are focused on specific things. How do you manage and track um, profitability and your timing and that, that, that projects are on, on point and that there aren't issues? How do you have that visibility? So we, up until about last year, we were using um, a time tracking program called T-Sheets, which integrated with our bookkeeping system. However, that very much siloed that information to just my team for reporting purposes, the finance. Anybody who was doing the accounting could see all that. So me and my team, my, my um, uh, accounting administrator, Colleen, who's amazing, um, you know, we were in charge of running reports and delivering that information so that the, all the project managers could know, you know, how, how their projects are doing on budget, all of that. So, and, and as we grew, that became a larger and larger challenge for Colleen and I to provide that information as requested or when a project ended. And sometimes we were getting that, they were getting that information just too late. So we actually did switch over to big time um, this year, uh, which is the first time in our company that pretty much all the stakeholders in the company have certain, have visibility on deadlines, project deadlines, contract requirements, invoicing schedules, um, budgets and how the budgets are doing. I mean, we've been using big time for probably well since the beginning of the year roughly so maybe eight months or so um, and we're still finding new ways that we can improve on our reporting you know i feel like we're, it's still sort of in its infancy in terms of how we're using big time but it, we definitely 
have seen a huge difference in terms of across the board, you know, with a company this size, that there's a little bit more literacy and visibility as to kind of all the things that are happening at once, both financially and from an operation standpoint. Back to something you, you were talking about earlier of Ari said the vision, right? He, he had set the original vision and, and that's where you, everyone was being pulled along by this vision. First you, and then the first few uh, employees and team members, but now it's grown beyond that. You have this leadership team. How has that changed? How have you, how has it changed of, of melding all these minds together to, to build this future vision of the company? Well, I think it, it hasn't been easy and you know it's i think it's hard especially for ari who is the main vision holder right to kind of give up some of that so and disperse the responsibility though i so so that's been a transition too ari has been um working on in a way transitioning out of the day-to-day -day and and trying to work on new um, and really, really very forward thinking projects for Ivari. So he started, um, he changed his title. So he's now the Directory of, Director of Strategy and Innovation. So his focus really is key on developing technologies that we will use further down the line. Um, so he does that in consult with our leadership team, of course, because Tyler is our IT guru and Kevin is a GIS guru. So you know, and, and, and Brian, our business development needs to know what he's going to need to sell and how that's going to affect future jobs. But he's developed something called Ivari Labs, and that's going to take him a little bit more out of the day to day. Um, but it, it hasn't, I, it's not easy. I don't think it's kind of like letting go of your baby. And it's difficult for, for me too. And, and of course, Brian and Kevin and Tyler, they have a wealth of experience in their careers. They joined us with 10 to 15 years of experience, um, different companies operating differently. And, you know, the goal is to listen to them and, you know, as well as try to continue you know, not to lose the vision of Ivari, you know, but, but it has its challenges and, but that's why but that's good. I mean, you know, sometimes we, we argue a lot, I think, you know? <laughs> but sometimes I really think that conflict, you know, really leads to kind of a greatness in the end, you know, and I think we're good. We're all a good um, personality match. We're all very opinionated, um, but in a good way, you know, so yeah, there's many more opinions on the, at, on the table right now. <laughs> a little, little bit of, uh, of conflict or, uh, to, to create good discussion isn't a bad thing. No. How long, help me understand of just timing wise that you start to bring on the, these leadership uh, team members that then you always start to feel comfortable. You start to feel comfortable of, okay, they, they, they are in a good spot to be able to keep moving this forward. What was that timeline look like? It's been about two two years, I think. Um, you know, I think it probably takes somebody about a year to come into a, a company at that level and see what's happening, um, what what current practices are, get familiar with all the projects, learn some of the history, meet the current customers, build those relationships. You know, and then after a year, you know, you've kind of settled in and then year two you can start to kind of put your own you know your own ideas into play and maybe start to change things a little bit if that's you know what you want to do 
Um, and then, you know, ideally, like, you know, year three, you just keep taking that on and it becomes more yours, right, um, as an investment in the company. But yeah, I think definitely, I always try to tell people when they're new in a position, you know, and like, just take your time and like, before you start coming in and saying, oh, I want to change this and I want to change this and, uh, you know, it's like, you know, this company, you know, I when when Kevin, when Kevin and Brian and and Tyler joined, I mean, we had been around for nine, 10 years. So we obviously did something right. So oftentimes I was like, you know, I think, I think they did a great job. They, they came in, they kind of, you know, they learned, they learned our culture, you know, our customers, what we do. Um, and, um, and now I think they're achieving more, more areas of freedom in their own departments. At least I hope. I mean, I hope they feel that way. I shouldn't speak for them. I can't speak for them. Well, thank you so much, Eva, for sharing the journey that you've been on, some of the lessons learned. I'm sure there was even more that we didn't get a time to get into. And just the, the message of hope to keep moving forward. It will be okay in the end. It will end. be okay. Sometimes I think we, we need that uh, self-confidence when, <laughs> when we go through those, those times. So thank yeah. you so much for your time, Eva. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. And we'll see you all on the next episode of Big Time Podcast. For more info, go to podcasts.bigtime.net and be sure to subscribe to the Big Time Podcast to get notified when our next episode goes live.